Hey guys, I'm Ray Bella, and this is Words for Granted, a podcast that looks at how words change over time. If you value this show as a free educational resource and you'd like to show your support, you can do so via Patreon. If you donate as little as $1 a month, that's less than what you'd pay for a bad cup of coffee, you'll gain access to members-only episodes and other prizes. The latest Patreon episode explores why the days of the week in Portuguese are different from the days of the week in all of the other Romance languages. But prizes aside, you get to walk away with the satisfaction of knowing that you're directly helping to sustain the output of this show. Every little bit adds up, so if you're so inclined, go to patreon.com slash wordsforgranted to find out more. Or just go to my website, wordsforgranted.com, and you can link to it from there. Thanks to Ephemeral for the recent contribution. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout-out to Breaking Math, another podcast in the Blank for Non-Blank network. It's not a language-oriented podcast, but it's fantastic nonetheless. The subject of math has always been one of my enemies, but even I can understand and enjoy the show. Like all of the podcasts in the Blank for Non-Blank network, Breaking Math seeks to bring obscure and complex subject matter to everyday people. Okay, with that... Let's get on to today's episode, the final installment of our mini-series on the days of the week. If you're tuning into this show for the first time, then I recommend visiting the back catalog and listening to the days of the week general overview episode before continuing to listen to this one. It'll give you the historical and cultural context for some of the things we're going to discuss today, and I'm not necessarily going to reiterate the exposition that I've already covered. In Latin, Saturday was known as Saturni Dies, literally, the day of Saturn. It sounds a whole lot like the English word Saturday, and that's because Saturday is one of the direct etymological descendants of Saturni Dies. If you're a regular listener of this show, then this should strike you as unusual. Thus far, none of the English words for the days of the week have come directly from Latin, but rather from loan translations based on Latin words. In the Julian calendar, which is basically the earliest version of the modern calendar that we use today, the names for the days of the week were all based on Roman planetary deities, and after Germanic-speaking peoples adapted this calendar, they substituted their own deities in place of the Roman ones. But Saturday is an exception to this rule. Why? The answer is straightforward, actually. The Germanic pantheon simply didn't have a god of its own whose attributes aligned with those of Saturn, so the Germans just left the name untranslated. The common Germanic word for Saturday was Saturnus Dagas. Some of the modern Germanic languages, such as English and Dutch, which have the words Saturday and Zaterdag, respectively, preserve the Saturnus etymology, while others have developed different names altogether. For example, in the North Germanic languages, such as Norwegian, Danish, and Swedish, the word for Saturday is Lordag, which comes from an Old Norse word meaning bath day or washing day, 
Ostensibly, this name preserves an ancient bathing custom that took place on Saturday that was unique to the North Germanic culture. In the German language itself, the main word for Saturday is Samstag, which, like most words for Saturday in the Romance languages, comes indirectly from the Hebrew word Shabbat, meaning Sabbath. German also has the words Sonnabend and Sunnabend, which both mean Sunday's Eve. But these points are digressions. Let's return our focus to the source of the word Saturday itself, Saturni Dies. Let's take a look at the identity of the Roman god Saturn and investigate where his name may have come from. Saturn, known as Saturnus in Latin, is a very ancient god that developed a variety of different associations over time. In the earliest days of Rome, he was the main deity associated with the city itself, but he is better remembered by history as a god of agriculture, wealth, festivity, and time. The Roman Saturnalia, a festival marked by role reversals, gift-giving, revelry, and free speech, was held in his honor. Though Saturn acquired many different characteristics over time, one of his most important and consistent characteristics since the earliest records was agriculture. Because of this, the ancient Roman historian Varro historically linked the name Saturnus to the word satu, meaning sowing. That's S-O-W-I-N-G, not S-E-W-I-N-G. However, modern linguists find this connection improbable because, one, the a in satu is short and the a in saturnus is long, and two, the variant pronunciation saturnus is also attested, suggesting derivation from a different unknown root. In Latin, long vowels were literally long and short vowels were literally short. I don't think that I've mentioned this on the show yet. My own amateurish pronunciation of Latin certainly doesn't consistently reflect this, but it's a point that is definitely worth mentioning. Since the Satu theory is probably false, let's move on to some other possibilities regarding the ultimate etymology of Saturnus. In his work, on the nature of gods, Cicero proposes that Saturnus ultimately derives from satis, a Latin word meaning satiated, enough, or full. The premise of this connection is agricultural. Since Saturn was the god of agriculture, those who properly worshipped him would be full or satiated by an abundant harvest. If this etymology is correct, then Saturday is cognate with the word satiated, which ultimately comes from this same root word satis as well. Yet another theory links the etymology of Saturnus to the Etruscan language. The Etruscans were the Romans' geographical neighbors on the Italian peninsula, and they had a god in their pantheon named Satre. Some scholars have made an etymological connection between Saturnus and Satre, which, if true, would make Saturn a non-Indo-European word, since the Etruscans spoke a non-Indo-European language. I certainly don't have the final answer here, so I'm going to leave it up to you to decide which of the available theories you find most convincing. 
When Saturni dies was adopted by Germanic peoples, it was Germanicized as Saturnus dagas. When Saturnus dagas passed into Old English, it developed two forms, Saturnus dag and Satterstag. Satterstag, which lacks an N consonant, is the one that passed into Middle English and eventually Modern English as Saturday. During the Old English period, Saturday was also called Sunafen, which literally means Eve of the Sun, or more accurately in this context, Sunday's Eve. It's the same model from which the German words Sonnabend and Sunavend derive, both of which also mean Sunday's Eve. If you've listened to previous episodes in this mini-series, then you know that, unlike English, the modern Romance languages have inherited their names for the days of the week directly from the Latin names in the Julian calendar. The exception to this rule is Portuguese, and if you want to know more about that story, it's the topic of the latest contributors-only episode on Patreon. Taking these two facts into consideration, one would assume that the English word Saturday shares a common etymological root with words for Saturday in the modern Romance languages. But, as alluded to earlier in this episode, this is actually false. The words for Saturday in Italian, French, and Spanish are sabato, samedi, and sabado, respectively. Of course, there are many other Romance languages, but for the sake of concision, let's stick with the big three. None of these words derive from dies saturni, but from dies sabati. Sabati is the possessive form of the word sabatum, which is the Latin version of the modern English word Sabbath. In both Christianity and Judaism, the Sabbath refers to a day of religious observance and abstinence from work taken every seventh day. Since Christianity is not a native Roman religion, it's no surprise that Sabbath is not a native Latin word. Sabbath ultimately derives from the Hebrew word Shabbat, and the Sabbath itself was first practiced by Old Testament Jews. However, the word Shabbat did not enter Latin directly from Hebrew, but from Greek. So, why did the original Latin word for Saturday change by the time Latin splintered off into the Romance languages? The answer is the Christianization of Rome. The original Latin word for Sunday also changed after the Christianization of Rome, but we'll return to this topic in just a few minutes. The emergence of dies sabati as the main word for Saturday is actually well documented. During the early Middle Ages, Christian scribes began recording dates using not only the pagan names for the days of the week, but also special ecclesiastical names. These special ecclesiastical names were used during annual religious holidays or festivals, so if a particular date fell on one of these days, a scribe who was keeping records had two different nomenclatures available to him, that of the Julian calendar and that of the church. The words dies sabati and sabatum both come from the church. Because the sabatum, which occurred every seventh day, 
was a particularly holy day in the Christian faith, its original pagan name was deemed inappropriate, and Die Saturni eventually fell out of usage among scribes altogether. The words Sabatum and Die Sabati eventually filtered down from ecclesiastical Latin to the vulgar dialects of the common people, thus becoming the standard root of the word for Saturday in almost all of the Romance languages. Today, Christians actually celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday, not Saturday. Obviously, this is contrary to the etymologies of sabbatum-derived words for Saturday in the modern Romance languages. Did the scribes get it wrong? Well, of course not. Like I mentioned earlier, the Sabbath is originally a Jewish practice, and Jews of both the past and the present celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday. Originally, Christians celebrated the Sabbath on Saturday too, but by the early Middle Ages, the church unanimously changed the day from Saturday to Sunday. Alright, now let's take a look at Sunday, the final day in our Days of the Week miniseries. Unlike the other days of the week, the etymology and literal meaning of Sunday don't require much digging to understand. Sunday is a compound word combining sun and day. It's the day of the sun. Simple. But because we no longer live in a pagan world that venerates the sun as a deity, we probably don't intuitively realize that the name Sunday once had religious significance. So let's take a look at where the idea of Sunday comes from. In Latin, Sunday was called Die Solis, literally the day of soul. Sol was the name of the Roman god of the sun. It was also the common noun for the sun itself. Sol is the root of the modern English word solar, which of course is an adjective used to describe things related to the sun. When the Julian calendar was adapted by Germanic peoples, they identified Sol with Suna, their native sun goddess, and Die Solis was translated into Germanic as Sunonis Dagas. Sunonis Dagas passed into Old English as Sunadag, which then passed into Modern English as Sunday. And that's the whole story. At face value, there's not a whole lot going on here, but I want to dig a little deeper into Germanic mythology. The goddess Suna had another name, particularly in the North Germanic languages. That name was Sol, which, of course, is identical to the name of the Roman god of the sun. Could this be a coincidence? Of course not. While North Germanic cultures did not borrow the name Sol from the Romans, the Germanic word Sol is, in fact, ultimately cognate with the Latin word Sol if we trace their roots back all the way to the Proto-Indo-European language. A little surprisingly, Suna, the variant name of this Germanic goddess Sol, and the root of the modern English word sun, also shares this same etymology. So, what is this Proto-Indo-European root word, and why do the words Sol and Suna, 
which independently produce the words solar and sun, sound so different? Well, before I answer these questions, I quickly would like to remind listeners what Proto-Indo-European means. Proto-Indo-European is the prehistoric mother tongue from which all the modern Indo-European languages derive. English and Latin are both Indo-European languages, which means that if we were to trace their origins far enough back in time, we would arrive at a common ancestral tongue. Anyway, the shared Proto-Indo-European root word of soul, both the Germanic and Latin versions of the word, and suna, is believed to be sohul, a word that meant sun. I say believed to be because Proto-Indo-European was spoken before the invention of writing, so all of what we know of the language is based on linguistic reconstruction. Immediately, you'll notice that sohul sounds much more like soul, both the Latin and Germanic versions, than it sounds like suna. This is because suna derives from sahuain, the oblique form of the word sohul. In grammar, the oblique case is the form taken by a noun when it appears as the object of a verb or a preposition. It suffices to say that Proto-Indo-European grammar was very complicated when compared to the grammar of a language like modern English, and part of this complexity derives from its many grammatical inflections. As we can see from the differences between the nominative form sohul and the oblique form Sahuen, various inflections of a single word could sound very different. Among the various Indo-European languages, both dead and living, the words for sun nearly always derive from one of these two Proto-Indo-European forms. I should also note that no one really knows the way that this language was pronounced, so whenever you hear me or anyone else pronounce a Proto-Indo-European root word, we're really taking educated guesses. As I alluded to earlier, the Romance languages do not carry on the direct etymological lineage of die solis from Latin. The words for Sunday in Italian, French, and Spanish are domenica, dimanche, and domingo, respectively. These words all derive from the Latin word dominicus, which comprises the roots dominus, meaning lord or master, and the suffix icus, meaning pertaining to or belonging to. In its application to Sunday, dominicus and its romance derivatives could be interpreted as day of the Lord or the Lord's Day. Like Sabatum, Dominicus comes from ecclesiastical Latin, and the adaptation process previously described for the former applies to the latter. If you've followed this entire miniseries from the beginning, then you've listened to me weave together stories of mythological figures, phonetic shifts, religious history, calendar history, and more. I don't want to speak on your behalf, but for me, it's been an eye-opening journey. I've learned a lot, and I hope you've loved learning about this stuff as much as I've loved putting it together. Speaking of love, if you love Words for Granted, don't forget to leave a positive review on iTunes. 
It may take a minute or two of your time, but it is the number one way to get more people on board with the show. You can find me on Twitter at at Words for Granted, and I'm on Facebook as Words for Granted. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, email me directly at wordsforgranted at gmail.com. All right. Next time, we'll be moving on to some new material, and I can't wait. I'll see you next time here at Words for Granted.